0: Live Bar. on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Breaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Rickany Sergeant, aging Dr. Deucebag, Crash Gladys, getting crash position and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Call no freak.
1: Happy holidays, Freak Nation. This is an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, three to follow. A
2: huge weekend for NASCAR. Chase Elliott does it again. Crash will have some of that coming up in her pit news and notes. But I've got to be frank with you, Freak Nation. I did something today that I have never done in my lifetime. My history with Formula One started out uh, pretty crappy, and it all stemmed from a Schumacher, Ralph Schumacher, where... He scarred me for damn near my life just because he put the holery in ass. You like that?
1: A <laughs> right, holery. right, let's just leave it. At that, let's leave it at that, Crasher. Let's
2: okay. leave it at that. Uh, Formula One today or uh, tonight, depending on where you were watching it. Um, it's never had. Okay, the last time the finals came down to this was 1974. And Statman, you can tell me who. The other driver was. It was Emerson Fittipaldi in 74 and some other guy. Clay Rigazzoni. Boom. Boom. Where they go into the last. This is the last time. 1974 was the last time that the top two drivers were tied in points to win the, form. not the Snowball Derby, the Formula One Championship, the world's greatest motorsports series, comes down to the last race. And the only edge that Max Verstappen has over, Lewis Hamilton, it's because he's won more races. I mean, if it was just one sign- more, one, he's won, more. Just yeah. one, just one, yeah, yeah. one more. That's the only lead he has. They're tied in points, but if they had to award the championship right now, they'd give it to Max Verstappen because he's won one more race than Lewis Hamilton has. So but
1: here's the other difference between 1974 and now we have half points now. Yeah. I mean, this tie is beyond comprehensible. It's 369. 369- points for each driver. It's just, it's crazy how this entire season has come down to right now.
2: Hold on, Statman. Let me uh, front sell this freaking show. Uh, We've two minutes. We're talking Formula one. This is incredible. Uh, We've got uh, a huge show for you tonight. Brad Sweet, three-time, not just three-time, but three World of Outlaw Championships in a row. The brother-in-law of Kyle Larson. Uh, He's going to be joining us for a couple of segments coming up this hour. Uh, It's a great conversation with Brad Sweet. We're also going to have Cynthia Gaultier who will be debuting the Lucas Stabilizer Monster Jam truck for Monster Jam in 2022. And come to find out she was in the Mint 400 this weekend. And Statman, what did she do for her very first desert off-road race? She only beat more than half the
3: drivers in her (laughs) class. She finished eighth overall and drove her. Rear end off. She drove her rear end off. She didn't even, hadn't even seen the car three days before the event. <laughs> and she ended up finishing eighth in class. An incredible drive.
1: Girl power.
2: She'll be joining us in the second hour talking about uh, the debut of her Lucas stabilizer Monster Jam truck and her time in the Monster Truck series, Monster Jam series. It's going to be an incredible interview with her. And we caught up with James Worldwide Watson Championship. Bassmaster Angler Champion, sponsored by our good friend General Tire. You may not know who this guy is, but do yourself a favor, uh, make it a six pack tonight because you want to stick around about on that fourth beer and just listen to this conversation that we had with James Worldwide Watson fr- from the deep woods of Missouri. You can only imagine, dude's got some crazy stories from Lake of the Ozarks. I'm sure he's got an opinion on the Ozark series on Netflix. So yeah, it's a it's a huge two hours here in the Freak Nation, of Lucas Oil Studios. Getting back to Formula One, Statman. And we were saying this in our little pre-show meeting prior to going live tonight, that Max Verstappen will never be on the Statman Christmas card list. And that's why I like this, because it's get, there are multiple reasons why I'm form, a Formula One fan this year, least of which is the populi- popularity of the series, most of which is that you're watching a black hat and a white hat go after it. And the white hat is a black hat to the others. And the black hat is the white hat to the others. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but okay, good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but it's controversy.
2: All yes.
3: stories have to have a hero and a villain. Yes. And we've got one. Uh, you, you can cheer for the villain. That's allowed. Uh, thousands of people are, but uh, you got a hero and a villain. And, one guy's going for his eighth championship and the other's trying to figure out how to get to the end of the race for a championship. And but you want to talk about how close an event is when Lewis won his first championship. He won it by one point and going into the last turn Go ahead. Going into the last turn at Brazil, he thought he had lost and he passed the guy on the track. And that one ended up giving him one point to win.
2: I got some crash <laughs> Gladys pit news and notes coming up, and then we'll resume uh, with more Formula One conversation.
0: Speed freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefine the
2: freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation, joining a slew of terrestrial radio stations, part of the Freak Nation, including. Sirius XM, Apple, iTunes, Odyssey, SoundCloud. You can't escape the Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Roll on General Tires. Nothing looks more badass than a set of General Tires underneath the tree for your son, your daughter, your wife, your husband. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
1: So after three standing restarts, two red flags, several virtual safety cars. Actually, that... I'm going to sing that.
2: Well, that's, wow, that's a Chris- like a... No, no, no,
1: that's... A- no, let me okay, do that. It's a ahead. Christmas carol. Yeah. Three standing restarts, two red flags, several virtual cars. <laughs> yes. After all of that, title contender number one had to wave around title contender number two. Oh, a couple of times, of course, because they touched on attempt one. But yes, due to race controls mandates, thankfully, it, this was just an insane race. Max Verstappen waved Lewis Hamilton around himself into the lead and then after all of that we now have a zeroed out championship run with just one race to go in the Formula One season the championship points are freaking tied with one to go the last time that happened we just talked about it 1974 no one especially not Netflix could have written or predicted anything like today's drama so what are you planning for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix next weekend it's popcorn and early morning mimosas and Bloody Mary time next Sunday baby. Another drama-filled race took place this weekend, and no delaminated tires could hold back Chasmo Mostert nor Lee Holdsworth from the Bathurst 1000 victory. They were the fastest drivers, by the way, from go all weekend. Yes. Oh, I thought you were telling me to wait. No. <laughs> all right. The, one COVID, minute. the COVID-delayed Mint 400 ran this weekend outside Las Vegas, where drivers from all over the racing landscape enjoyed taking part in the historic event. No one can typically compete with the full-time off-roaders, and this year was much of the same as winning the overall was multi-time short course champ Rob McCachran and his son, Caden. Our girl, Lucas Oil's monster trucker, Cynthia Gauthier, who you will hear from later in the show. She not only finished her debut event, but scored eighth in the UTV Pro NA class. Bam! Also this past week, there was a lot of noise out of the NASCAR ranks. Richard Petty selling a majority stake in Petty Motorsports to GMS. Trackhouse Racing, you know, Pitbull's team, announced Tootsie's world-famous Orchid Lounge as primary sponsor for the six biggest TV races next year. And the big money was handed out to Ben Rhodes and Trucks, Daniel Hemrick in Xfinity, and Kyle Larson in the Cup Series.
2: He's penalized. That's next. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions excellent handling and traction in off-road situations or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
2: How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
5: Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327
6: 800-993-1327 That's 800-993-1327
3: time is more valuable today there's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best that's where lucas oil slick mist speed wax steps up it's great for paint chrome glass and vinyl lucas oil slick mist simply mists on and then wipes off leaving a new car shine every time it's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces for a complete detail there's also slick mist interior or slick mist tire and trim shine lucas oil it works
2: a hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365. <laughs>
5: Call U.S. Med now to learn more.
6: 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to
5: Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
0: You're listening to a freaking encore edition of Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
7: Finally, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis, you're 103rd and I think your hardest-fought victory in Formula One. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've been racing here a long time, but that was definitely that was incredibly tough. And um, I tried to be as sensible and as, as, uh, as tough as I could be out there, but also sensible. And with all my race experience over the years, just keeping the car on track and staying clean, um, it was difficult. But we persevered as a team. We've had all sorts of things thrown at us in these uh, particularly in the second half of the season. So I'm just really proud of, of everyone and, and also I'm really grateful for the crowd we've had this weekend. It's been nice to be here. The emotions are running very high with the team during the race. You seemed the lot camera in the cockpit. Some closing thoughts on this victory and this first Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Well, it's been it's been an amazing event. Uh, As I said, I I felt very, very welcome here. Um, The the people have been lovely and and the track is phenomenal to drive. Very, very difficult to very difficult physically and mentally, but that's we won't want it any other way. So on to the next one. David
2: Coulthard interviewing Lewis Hamilton after today's or this evening's Formula One race, depending on where you're watching it from. And that's courtesy of the ESPN2 who rebroadcast or broadcast the feed from the formula one races. And the reason I played that really nothing earth shattering came out of it, but the way we watch motorsports and sports here in America, the announcer speed freaks, CBS Fox dumps the bait out there for drivers, athletes to take it and run with it and to talk smack on other drivers, other players, other teammates. He didn't take that bait once to go after Verstappen and the madness that Max Verstappen, gave him on the track. Kyle Busch would have been all over it and mother-effed Chase Elliott or Kyle well, Larson.
1: And, and if he hadn't done anything wrong in a while, yeah, he'd be all over it. But typically the weekend after he had done something wrong and got penalized from NASCAR, yeah, then he kind of keeps his Kevin Harvick? Up. Oh, yeah.
2: It's a different animal stat, Crasher. Watching Formula One for me now, given uh, its increased popularity and what these drivers are doing.
3: Well, it was in the, in the media bullpen, the, the scrum that the drivers all go through after the race is over. He did go right to the edge and like stepped over the line a little bit, took one step over the line where he, he sa- essentially said that he's never seen anybody that drives as, as uh, wildly as Verstappen does. Uh, He didn't say those words, but that's what he implied and kind of surprised me, caused me to raise an eyebrow uh, to think that uh, that's what he said, because we call it bulletin board material. Yes. And that's going to be in the pits, in the garage, on the dash, on the steering wheel, painted on the inside of his visor, on his helmet. Uh, That's going to be some uh, advantage that's going to be given to Verstappen next week in Abu Dhabi.
1: But Verstappen was penalized twice. Was it twice today or three times? It was twice today five, as far as...
3: seconds and then 10 seconds after yeah. the race was over.
1: But so as of now, I mean, they don't have a NASCAR Tuesday where they hand out other penalties. As of now, that's exactly how he's going to go into next weekend as well, correct? Nothing else is going to be assessed for the season finale.
3: Uh, correct. There's, just, there's going to be nothing else assessed. He's not right now unless something happens next weekend during practice or qualifying or something, or they change motors or engines or power units, they call it, if something happens, then he might get a grid penalty, but he's not going to get a time penalty. These time penalties were just ceremonial. They didn't affect for uh, uh, stopping from gathering points for finishing second. If they would have given him more penalties to back him up to where he finished behind um, uh, uh, Botas, Valtteri Botas, uh, Lewis's teammate at Mercedes. If he would have finished third behind Botas, then that would have affected the points, and Lewis would have gone into the last race uh, seven or eight points ahead. But that didn't happen. They're tied, and uh, these po- these penalties were just ceremonial.
1: Do you think he was deserving of additional time penalties?
3: Don't ask me. He was deserving of being put in the, <laughs> put in the trailer and sent home. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a Lewis fan. So what I had, you know, and it's it's strange being a fan. I don't know how people could be fans. And I don't know. This has been a tough year for me because uh, Lewis, frankly, Mercedes, was behind. they, they were behind uh, Red Bull and they had to chase him all year. They made some changes in their power unit. And now uh, Verstappen is chasing him. And, uh, you know, it's just difficult being a fan. I You know, I don't know how people do
2: it.
1: (laughs) Statman is no longer a media member when it comes to the Formula One season finale.
2: Well, they'll be be wrapping this bad boy up in Abu Dhabi next weekend. No, Not two weeks, but next weekend. And uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to be curious. You only got about a minute, minute and a half here. I'm curious how this race did. At least from a mountain at Pacific time, it was a very good slot. Granted, it was going straight up against football, but I'm curious to see how this race, given the meaning of this race. But
1: yeah, the time was better because next weekend, it's going to be 5 a.m. Pacific time, 6 a.m. mountain time. I'll wake up and have a Bloody Mary. Mm. I'm cool with that. Wow.
3: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to have it in the daytime and on the desert in Abu Dhabi. The last two races in... Uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, help me crash. Where was it? Two weeks last week or two weeks oh, ago?
1: It wasn't Cutter, was it?
3: No, was it Cutter? I don't think so. But it might have been Cutter. Wherever it was, it was at night as well because that was in the middle of the desert. Uh, so, it, the greatest line of all from uh, Abu Dhabi was from David Hobbs several years ago when he said, "See that gray building in the background there? That's somebody's boat." <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the great lines of all time
2: three time world of outlaw champion three times in a row brad sweet brother-in-law of kyle larson you don't want to miss this one it's coming up next speed freaks pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
3: oh no In my old age, I've suddenly become a fan of drivers, forgetting my lifelong professional commitment to objectivity in motorsport. I've been a long-time fan of Chris Dyson, the 2021 Trans Am champion, a title he won after a dominating year of seven wins in the season's first 10 races. I have considered Chris a friend after several years of personal texts, emails, and phone conversations. We've shared comments on people things, personal things, and political things. We've even shared a laugh, too, about our children. In his pre-Trans Am days, I drove from Los Angeles to the Bullring track in Ventura to see Chris race a midget car on dirt. Seemed an anomaly for an ALMS champion to race on a dirt track, but we both appreciated and enjoyed the effort. I'm super glad he won the Trans Am title this year after remembering how the Trans Am competitors treated Chris when he first showed up in 2017. Glad, too, he's coming back for another go at them next year. I'll be a fan then, too. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Thanks for catching up with the best of Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: All right, three timer. I say three timer, three Peter. Three time champions that's three times in a row brad sweet for your world of outlaws here in the freak nation and brad do you want to get the the kyle larson controversy out of the way first
8: (laughs) i mean it's it's weird that it's still even a a controversy because it was so long ago but uh you know i don't think i think it's one of those things where we're just always going to agree to disagree he's gonna just not see it his or he's not going to see it my way and i refuse to see it his way so at the end of the day, he won the race. Uh he got the money. Uh he had a he had a unhappy family and an unhappy car owner. So, you know, I'm not sure he really won, but uh, you know, I just I don't think we're ever gonna agree on the, the outcome really.
2: Well, let's share with the Freak Nation some of that interview with Kyle when he was talking about uh you and him getting after it in the trophy cup, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, here we go. What if you and Brad Sweet got back at the Turkey Night Grand Prix, and it was down to the two of you. And you, one of you guys, I mean, you were just side by side. One of you guys had to take the other one out to get the win. How bad would Thanksgiving dinner be with your wife the very next day?
4: Uh, well, it's happened. So, uh, <laughs> Trophy Cup uh, 2012 or 13, um, and we, it, it gets brought up all the time and, and <laughs> The Sweet family are the only ones that think it was my fault, but uh, <laughs> you can you can find the race online somewhere. But anyways, Trophy Cup, you know, whatever. I didn't even need to win the race to win the event, and uh, but you know, it's my girlfriend at times brother leading, and and I want to beat him. Um, so I threw a slider on him into one, into and cleared him, and he got to my inside down the back stretch and was actually ahead of me. And then he, he kind of did like a slow slide job across three and four. This is coming to the checkered. And uh, I was like, okay, there's going to be enough room to get around him. And so I squeeze around and we make contact off of four. But, you know, he hits he hits me. And uh, <laughs> he flips, doesn't make it a checkered flag. My car's destroyed. I barely limp across the line to win. And, um, yeah, Brad was obviously mad. Kaitlin barely said good job to me. Jennifer, Jennifer, the grandma, who she she's the one who's been walking in by the door, uh, she's so upset about it. Oh. But I guess they're the only ones that are upset about it. <laughs> Everybody else said, oh, it's Brad's fault, for
1: sure. Everyone else I know says it's Brad's fault. Okay,
8: Brad Sweet, your side of the story, please. I think he explains it pretty well, just typically... You know, when you when you kind of are ahead of the guy and you're, you're sliding up in front of them, you know, typically if they hit you, they, they're the ones that wreck. So it was a really unique crash that he was able to, you know, that I was the one that ended up flipping and he was, he still destroyed his car, you know, but then he, you know, they kind of, it was like a controversy, you know, like they should have probably just thrown the red flag. Maybe I was flipped over and turned forward and they kept the green out and he limped across the line and the crowd went crazy. So it was definitely a show, but. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like the guy behind you is going to be the guy that runs into you. So, um, I always felt like he could have turned under me. Uh, you know, he, he didn't necessarily make it through without hitting me. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a racing thing. I mean, I think, uh, I certainly will try to get him back at some point. If I ever get the opportunity and the right opportunity, uh, I would definitely like to to get him because he did spin me out at Chili Bowl a couple of years ago in the race of champions. And I told him if I just get even close, remotely close, I'm just driving right to the side of him. So I still him one. And, uh, you know, it's it's been fun. Um, oh. What happened? Is that, is that Kyle Larson?
1: <laughs> Kyle just turned
8: your internet off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he kicked me out for a second there. Uh, yeah, he's he, it's it's been fun because we didn't know each other as well back then. So, uh, you know, there's always – you know, I was, I was kind of mad, but he was just kind of getting to, you know, starting dating my sister and stuff. So, um, you know, obviously all that stuff's behind us now and, and, uh, we, there's kids involved and our kids love each other and we do a lot of fun things together. So, uh, we still joke about it, but, uh, I don't think there's as hard there feeling as it once was.
3: So when you have a meeting over this business relationship at silver dollar speedway, is that going to go okay or are they going to have to have uh the two of you put on gloves and <laughs> go in the cage, the cage match to see who won the race
8: i don't think he wants that you know i don't think he wants to get in a, a fight you know uh driving's one thing but fighting's a whole nother thing so um yeah it's 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 cool it's uh it's fun that we're doing business together uh you know he's really passionate about racing and so am i so it's it's cool it's um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll settle it one day. I I I will get the last laugh. I I will guarantee that. Ooh.
1: Damn, <laughs> fighting words. Yeah. Okay, I like how you said the kids love each other. Of course, you're talking about the cousins. Who's the cooler uncle? You or Kyle?
8: I would say me for sure. Um Kyle, he's he is so busy all the time, you know, uh with the NASCAR stuff and you know, we do get to do some fun stuff at home. Um you know, but the kids just, they just love each other. Um, you know, my daughter just loves Owen and Audrey and every time they get together, it's a lot of fun. So, um, you know, I think Owen and me have kind of a special bond just him being like the first, uh, first one. And, and, you know, I was always uncle Brad and they always come to the races and he sees uncle Brad. So there was just kind of something there. Um, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, together so owen's got red hair like me and a lot of energy like me so we just kind of uh we just kind of get along really well
1: you can give them free shopping trips through napa auto parts as well kyle can't do anything like that
8: <laughs> yeah exactly he's yeah he's got com, but yeah we got napa auto parts so uh you know we'll be helping owen out along the way for sure he's uh <laughs> He's retired from racing, though he he he's more into baseball right now, which I think is really cool. I think, um, you know, I hope he can kind of enjoy his childhood and do whatever he wants to do because I think there's a lot of pressure uh, for a six year old to be, you know, this purebred racing driver, and uh, you know, it's a it's a, that's probably not exactly the right thing for a six year old. Well, how did you do it, Brad
1: Sweet? I mean, you started early, and you're you're like you said, you're very passionate about racing, but that's been in your blood from almost day one.
8: Yeah, I think I started when I was eight. I think uh, one great thing about uh, myself growing up was that, uh, you know, I didn't have any pressure. We didn't have, you know, uh, I didn't have a dad that was, you know, a NASCAR champion and a, and an uncle that was a World of Outlaw champion. So, um, you know, I just was kind of at the racetrack like all the other kids. And then, uh, you know, sometimes we didn't go to the races. We we had a pretty normal childhood. We We would play baseball and and did all of the other sports, swim team, and and lots of other things, but, you know, uh, I definitely just was always, you know, racing was always number one for me, Uh, but I felt like my parents did a good job just kind of letting me navigate and find that, you know, out myself, and then when the time came later in life, you know, to make the decision to be a full-time racer and chase that dream, you know, then uh, they supported me and and, uh, tried to help the best they could, but uh, you know, then it was kind of, you know, on me to to make it happen and, and go through all the trials and tribulations to get to this point.
3: Three time champion. You're in some tall cotton with Steve Kinzer and Donnie Schatz. <laughs> it's a world of outlaws. Your destination. You're happy there. There's no NASCAR Cup. There's no IMSA sports cars in your future. <laughs>
8: You know, um, I did some NASCAR stuff and, and I, I would say that that was my dream at that point in my life was to try to make it in NASCAR. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, things just didn't play out that well for me. I uh, definitely found my home at the World of Outlaws and, uh, you know, that's definitely become, you know, a huge part of my life and, and um, you know, have zero aspirations to do anything else at this point, you know, other than promote some racetracks and, you know, do some other business stuff. But as far as racing a car, I feel like, Uh, There's just nothing better than a wing sprint car right now. Um, You know, we have tons of fans, the sport's growing, you know, I'm in a a great position to compete for championships and it doesn't matter what form of racing you're in. It's it's always going to be hard to be at the very top of whatever that form is and, uh, you know, get yourself in those positions. So it's something that I'm very proud of that we were able to, you know, kind of climb that mountain, you know, all the different directions that we went, but to get to the point where, you know, competing for world of outlaw champions and wins night in night out year after year um you know it's pretty special so we're definitely going to uh you know kind of cherish the moment here and and try to stay uh you know try to keep accomplishing what we're what we've been doing um uh, these last 3 years for sure so the outlaws drivers teams travel all over the country
3: i think you raced almost 80 races this year and a lot of the guys that i've talked to in the past have passions they chase down uh, roller coasters. They chase down uh, cheeseburgers. <laughs> they chase down a little bit of everything. What do you do when you're traveling to 80 races around the country? Do you have any place you like to stop and sort of unwind sometimes?
4: I'm a little different than everybody.
8: Um, I, I, do, I try to come home a lot more than a lot of the other the drivers Um you know, I don't have a motor home out on the road, Uh, you know, it kind of keeps me, you know, freed up to kind of do those things. And, you know, so I'll shoot home and uh, spend lots of time with my wife and daughter. Uh, You know, I'm really into other business ventures. So, you know, once we're done racing, you know, we'll have those other avenues to kind of go down. So, um, you know, we do see a lot of cool spots, meet so many cool people. Um, There's really not too many parts of the United States that I don't know about that I haven't been, you know, somebody in and, you know, it's kind of neat to understand, you know, the lay of the land as well as we do. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people, you know, in the United States realize, you know, how diverse it is, how, you know, different, how many different areas are, you know, cool that, that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, on the map or, you know, they're, they're small or, or they're unknown, you know, so we we find a lot of those cool spots, those hole-in-the-wall restaurants, those hole-in-the-wall bars, um, you know, those nice little towns that, that are quaint and small and, you know so that's that's been fun obviously to to kinda you know learn and see all that.
3: what's the one hole in the wall restaurant that <laughs> Brad Sweet has been to, and uh the next time he's in within driving distance, he's gonna make
8: sure he goes to again. oh man uh that's tough there's some so many good ones I mean if you want like real hole in the wall uh there's this place in um Dodge city Kansas uh I'm trying to remember the name because it's uh, the exact name of the restaurant, but it's just, I mean, you can tell it's been there forever, hole in the wall, breakfast spot. So I typically don't eat breakfast before the races, but, um, you know, it was just something I found kind of by accident. Every, every time we go to Dodge city, Kansas, I go there and if you've never been to Dodge city, Kansas, it's Mm -hmm. pretty out in the middle of nowhere there. (laughs) You typically
1: don't eat breakfast before the races. Wait a minute. You guys race at night. What, what is your day consisting of before you get out there on the track?
8: Um, you know, it's, uh, there's my daughter there. uh, Hi Savannah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My day is, um, you know, I try to have a good lunch. Obviously I try to sleep in because we go so late at night Uh, and, um, you know, so like our hours to perform are kind of different than a lot of other people. So, you know kind of getting up a little later, you know, then having lunch and then obviously something that, you know, won't upset your stomach is kind of, you know, what I'd go after. And then you really don't go to the track till two or three o'clock, you know, so there's a lot of downtime in our form of racing. And that's, that's a hard thing to kind of get used to is, you know, you kind of got to be ready to perform at six or seven o'clock, you know? So that's a lot of hours typically you're, you know, a lot of people are winding down or, or whatever they're, they're doing. So you know, managing all that time, you know, figuring out how to kind of be awake from, you know, like your peak hours are six to, you know, midnight basically. So we don't go to bed a lot of times, so till one, two in the morning. So, you know, just getting those hours kind of, you know, getting your, your head right around all that type of stuff what what we get focused on and, you know, try to get workouts in along the way and, you know, just uh, be in shape, be the best that we can be when we, uh, when we hit the track. And there's a part
2: two to that with Brad Sweet, three-time World of Outlaw champion, brother-in-law of Kyle Larson. And we continue on with that part two. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studio. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
1: Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
5: Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Mission fix Lucas Oil. It works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327.
6: That's 800-993-1327. Hey Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MavTV Plus to the MavTV Motorsports Network,
2: they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24 7,
1: 365. <laughs> Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up, it's
2: Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam, you might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires and our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio
0: Redefined.
1: You're catching a best of Speed Freaks on this holiday weekend. Happy holidays.
2: Coming up in a moment, we'll get back to the part two of Brad Sweet, three-time World of Outlaw champion. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to lucasoil.com. Find the products to keep your ride on the road inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car. Lucas Oil's got them. Go to lucasoil.com. Brad Sweet flying the Napa Auto Parts colors on his World of Outlaw car. So does Ron Caps. So does Chase Elliott. Curious. Ron Capps, sharing any diet advice
1: so clearly not getting at least eating advice workout advice maybe but not eating advice from your fellow napa champion two-time funny car champ ron Caps. he tries to eat as little as possible on race day but just enough to be able to beat the ass of the guy next to him in the yeah. next round
8: yeah i mean i i think i would say i'm pretty similar i don't eat oh. until after the races are done uh i only eat lunch and typically it's you know, something very light, like a sandwich or just something that, you know, is not going to upset your stomach. It's just, it's hard to feel really full, you know, and get out and, and you know, basically exercise. So, um, uh, know yeah, just making sure that we don't, you don't have any stomach issues or, you know, kind of that feeling of being too full or any of that stuff. That's, that's terrible and it can really slow you down and, and kind of throw your mind off a little bit. Seriously, three
2: time. World of Outlaw champion. We're talking about freaking diets and stomachs, <laughs> and talking about food, microbiome. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when I know when I know Rachel's on the other side of the camera, going, "You better get your home, get home, you bastard. You got to take care of that little girl that's rolling around here, right?" Rachel, yeah. you can get on camera if you want to and, and debate this.
8: <laughs> <laughs> she's back. She's back she's laughing, but she's shy. So no, she's. Uh... <laughs> she knows i'm pretty serious about all the all the right. stuff that it goes into because it. it's you know it's your whole night can get thrown off if you if you do one thing wrong you know so it's as much as people probably don't realize there's a lot of athleticness or however you say that involved um you know oh you, heck yes you, you're definitely your heart rates up and there's nerves involved so just you know kind of being prepared on race days i think sure. is a is a big part of it all really
2: Hey, was it tough for you with Chase Elliott being a NAPA-sponsored driver and your brother-in-law, Kyle Larson, going for the championship? How do you root for both of those guys, or was it all Chase Elliott?
8: <laughs> uh, it was uh, – I actually just cheered for Kyle, to be honest with you. I, I like Chase, but, uh, you know, Kyle's uh, a lot closer. You know, it's a family member, basically, at this point. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely do a lot of stuff together, business stuff, so – He's a friend. He's a brother-in-law. So I think, uh, you know, we we as a family, we're all cheering uh, pretty hard for Kyle. So it was a pretty special year for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's got his first one. We probably won't cheer for him as much.
1: <laughs> there it is.
8: And
2: you know a little bit about this with your time in the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, and NASCAR. How come it translates for some drivers and some drivers it doesn't to go from sprint cars to stock cars on the track what what is the thing that's not meant to do tony stewart kyle larson and you know it it falls off from there what where's the where's the drop off
8: yeah i mean you're seeing some guys uh you know i think however maybe you're brought up uh you know how quick you get on asphalt um you know do you have you know freakish talent like kyle obviously i mean there's there's a lot of you know different aspects that go into you know being successful which team did you get with mm-hmm. you know how much uh, testing did you get you know it was it used to be a lot different you know you used to get a lot of testing to try to figure it out before you'd actually go on the racetrack and race you know when I kind of came in uh, you know I was a little bit late to the game uh, I was 24 uh, before I got like kind of my first chance and uh, you know I'd never even been on pavement till I was 22 I think some of that oh, stuff just God uh, made the learning curve a little harder for me. Um, I was always in a a team with like a part-time schedule. So I was still, you know, doing a lot of other racing, you know, the focus was never strictly on, you know, the truck series or the Xfinity series. It was always, you know, you get eight races, you know, spread out. So, um, I think there was lots of different things that, that kind of made me not have the success I wanted in NASCAR. Um, you know, but that's just the, that was just the business. That's the game that we, that we play. And I, I definitely am, you know, forever grateful I got the opportunity. Um, You know, a lot of people never get that opportunity. So mm-hmm. that's something at least I, I got. And then, you know, basically I kind of think everything worked out, you know, for the better for me. I don't think I was ever going to be, you know, maybe necessarily a, a cup champion. Um Those cars just didn't necessarily fit my driving style. And, you know, I really like uh, the way sprint cars drive there's a lot of finesse involved a lot of throttle control uh just a lot of fun a lot more fun uh to me um you know there's no engineers there's you know money can't buy speed basically it's so uh, oh we all have the God. same stuff and, and you go out there and you and you, it's kind of a, a there's a huge human element you know that kind of separates uh you know the, the top guys you know from guys that aren't as good so I'll, I've, I've invested enough time now that not a lot of people have what I have. So, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to keep rolling with it and and proud of that.
1: And keep rolling. Obviously, you're going to be doing what is the goal or is there even a goal? You've accomplished so much, whether it's Kings Royal or Knoxville Nationals or you name it, three-time consecutive champion. Only three guys can say that in all of the world of outlaws. There's truly only... What, six multi-time champions in the 40 plus years of the series. It's absolutely incredible what you are doing now. So what is next? Do you want to just rack up the championships, rack up the number of wins uh, besides silver dollar, be a multi-time track owner? <laughs> what uh, is you know, the Brad Sweet goal?
8: Honestly, I think for me, uh, you know, I'm in this position, you know, I worked my whole life to get to this position and, um, you know, it takes a lot. Uh a great car owner, uh, great engine builder, you know, then great mechanic and and uh crew chief and tire guy, everyone's sticking together. So as long as we can kind of all stick together and we're and we're winning, uh I wanna keep going as long as that happens. Um, you know, possibly, you know, that could be three years, that could be five years, that could be seven years. You you really don't know in racing, nothing's guaranteed. So, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything that I'm gonna bail when we're in our prime and when everybody works so hard to get to this point, you know, we're having the success. I don't want to necessarily walk away from it, but, but I do think that I, there is a next chapter for me. I do think about that a lot. Um, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, you get to a point in your career that, that maybe you don't have the the passion and desire, or, you know, maybe you don't want to do the whole world of a schedule, you know, the grind of it all. So, you know, there's lots of different things that that cross my mind along the way. Um, You know, are you going to, you know, go to a part-time schedule? Can you be as competitive as you want to be at that? I don't know. So I think you just kind of focus year after year, you know, and then keep, uh, you know, I started Kane Screenprint with Casey. So we own a screen print company uh, in North Carolina together. Uh, We're doing this Silver Dollar Speedway uh, with Kyle and another friend out here, Colby Copeland. So, you know, there's a, we're definitely kind of doing things along the way and then, you know, see where the racing takes us and. Uh, you you just never know uh, what tomorrow is going to bring and you know let alone another year so uh, hopefully we can take our NAP auto parts you know car and and get another championship and get another Knoxville Nationals and get another Kings Royal or you know whatever it may be Uh, we're obviously going to try our hardest but um, you know I don't I don't necessarily have a set goal or you know uh, a set you know anything in my head that's that's for sure.
3: So, Brad Sweet, you've got three consecutive championships in the Outlaws now. You're not going for 20 or plus?
8: <laughs> face down?
0: Yeah,
3: I don't, I, don't,
8: I don't think Steve Kinzer – I don't know how Steve Kinzer was out on the road for 20 years. It's just uh, <laughs> mind-blowing to me. And even Donnie Shots, you know, he's been out on the road for 25 years. He's got 10 Outlaw championships. You know, so it's it's pretty – crazy those guys what they were able to accomplish just me getting a small taste you know of what that takes and you know what it feels like it's uh you know it feels like everybody's always chasing you coming after you you know everybody's trying trying hard to get to this this point so you know you're, you have to be at a very high level at all times uh to to stay on top of the mountain so it's definitely doesn't get any easier um you know so that's that's pretty crazy that Steve was able to win twenty of them he was uh obviously the greatest sprint car driver that uh, that we've ever seen um you know with the world of outlaws so uh I don't think any of his records will be broke <laughs> in our in our lifetime but um certainly not by me um i I think I'm very satisfied you know if my career ended tomorrow I don't think I left anything on the table that that was you know all my goals have been achieved so at this point just you know like you say just kind of racking them up or you know when we can keep the team together the sponsor aligned mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to get to this position so you just got to be grateful for it and you know uh, i think it's hard to ever you know stop and be like holy cow we won 3 cuz you know you're still right in the middle of it you feel like you know it's 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 on the number 4 now you know you're going to try for number 4 and then <laughs> you know hopefully you get that and then you know i think at the end of your your career you can look back and think wow that was that was pretty you know, awesome what we're able to accomplish, but it's pretty hard to to stop and you know kind of pinch yourself right now. Some football
3: coaches, Brad Sweet, three-time World of Out, three consecutive World of Outlaws championships. Some football coaches say that uh, they remember the losses more than they remember the wins. Uh, you had a lot of wins and championships. It, it does that happen to you? You remember the losses more than the wins?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, like we lost the Kings Royal with a flat tire this year and that that one really stung, Um, you know, and and we haven't won a Kings Royal in the last, I mean, a Knoxville Nationals in the last few years when, you know, since we won in 2018. So, you know, I think it's just, you always want that feeling, you know, like anything, once you feel, you know, you get that satisfaction of winning those big races and accomplishing goals, it's always, it always feels unsatisfying if you, you know, don't win. So, that's the hardest part you know when you go to those big races you know fortunately enough for us we've been able to win the three championships that we've been in contention for so that's been very fortunate that we didn't have to you know go through that yet but you know i'm I'm assuming at some point in my career you know we'll have a battle that that we don't come out on top um you know but that's just part of it and uh you know we'll uh it in sprint car racing the one one thing that's great is there's 90 nights so you know you're gonna have some bad ones but as long as you can kind of turn it around and you know there's always a race tomorrow or the next day it seems like
2: well you know we go back a few years brad sweet three-time world of outlaw champion is rachel still in the in the kitchen does she want to see you in your early 20s
8: (laughs) she saw me in my early 20s but yeah she's gone now
2: oh well okay (laughs) well it might be a good thing given the fact that uh some things we were talking about. You ready for this? You and Brady Baker, when you were running for Mopar. You ready? Sure. All right.
8: Well, you're meeting the ladies.
2: Of course, Brad Sweet joins us, ladies and gentlemen. When you, when you, when you're meeting the ladies at the track, and you got the nice rig and so forth, what's the first thing you show them? You show them the car, or do you show them, you know, the lounge area or the computer setup? What are you, what do you showing, Brad? I just
8: go straight for the lounge. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Brad likes the tactic, but I really like her. <laughs> I really, really like her, Brady.
2: Uh, and where does that get you?
8: Uh, usually, I don't know. We don't. We don't. It's not. It's probably not as bad as it, as it sounds. But we just he he decided to let him bring the girls around, and then I just messed with him the whole time. Me and Brady, we're both married with kids now. Right. We don't we don't, have, we don't have those conversations anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like you were st- you were trying to mess with Brady back in the day. Now yeah, he don't really he want to that little, He was
8: always a little younger, younger than me, and uh, but we had a lot of fun. Me and Brady, um, you know, those were some good years, and we built a really good friendship uh, over those course of those couple of years. So we stay in touch, and he's a four time USAC champion now. So uh, that's pretty cool that um, you know we we both you know have had all the accomplishments uh, you know that we've had uh, from back in the day that that. That doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was pretty long ago.
2: Hey, of all the drivers that are out there now, who's the first one that you might want to drop the gloves with and go after him?
8: <laughs> Why are you always looking for a fight? I know, seriously. <laughs> seriously, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't Honestly, think Kenny's ever fought anybody. I, I, <laughs> I think that we all have our run ins, but I think there's a lot of respect, you know. Right. Um Yeah, there's there's no driver that, that I don't, you know, at least have respect for getting out there and trying and you know, we we know in the course of ninety nights, uh, out of all the laps we race against each other, you're gonna you're gonna have some run-ins. I'm sure people, you know, say that they want to beat me up at times, but at the end of the day, I think uh, you know we're, we're all just trying really hard. So sometimes those things happen. Well, I'm
2: I'm always I always want to fight Brian Brown when I see him.
8: I mean, <laughs> I mean doesn't everybody he's just want of to the fight Brian? Guys, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had my run-ins with Brian, but like at the end of the day, I said he's uh he's trying hard. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's got a successful team and he's doing a lot of great things, uh, around Knoxville area. So, uh, we've had our in So for sure, um, you know, I try to, I'm pretty low key. I don't, I don't get in a lot. I try to stay out of the, the drama for sure.
1: Who's someone you would definitely want to buy a beer for that maybe in the past you haven't shared a beer with someone you really respect. They could be older than you or, or at your peer level.
8: I think Donnie Schatz is someone that I just, I feel like, I have a lot of respect for, um, you know, I wouldn't say that we've never had a beer together, but you know, I I do think that we could spend more time together, uh, you know, at some point in our lives. And he kind of, I feel like he's the one that kind of pushed me to this level and made me, you know, work harder. So there's just a lot of respect there from me to him. Uh, you know, the way he races, you know, the way he was able to win. And and when I came to the sport, he was the guy, you know, you had to try to beat Donnie shots and, you know, so it just took everything in my whole body to figure out how to, you know, working out to, you know, just my mind, get my mind right. So, uh, you know, just someone like him is just uh, would be someone because we're we've been fierce competitors, but there's a lot of respect there.
2: Who would you not invite to your Thanksgiving dinner? The the McCready family or the Swindell family?
8: I <laughs> uh, probably neither. Really, <laughs> <laughs> um, not not out of disrespect, but uh i just i look at thanksgiving as probably uh more of a family thing right. oh boy, nice recovery brad
3: <laughs> wow. you
8: learned some politics
3: there partner that was,
8: that hey, was when, you're, when you're when you're promoting a racetrack you can't rub anybody the wrong way you keep everybody happy. Yes. there we go perfect <laughs> that
2: is awesome well buddy it's been great to it it sounds so old and i'm sorry about this it's it's been great to see you see you grow up man it's it's fantastic what you're doing i mean three times three times in a row the world of outlaws in a machine that still we can't fathom how you can control on a freaking dirt track it's it's impressive what you've done and what you continue to do and really your plans of moving forward buddy
8: yeah thank you guys yeah it's been uh it's been a heck of a ride and uh you know, hopefully we'll be catching up in another another year or two and, and uh, having some good conversation again. We need to have more with you. I like, yeah. I just like
1: the camaraderie of you guys as a Napa team. I just, there's something there that is just really cool. I've, I've noticed over the last couple of years. So, yeah, we need <laughs> to do more with you.
8: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me on. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys again next year. See you at the Chili Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah there right. you.
2: Okay. <laughs> Three timer. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> thanks, guys. Speed freaks, motorsports radio, redefined. We're Live
0: on the Freak Radio Network. Casting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Breaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party, Crash Gladys.
1: What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Step
0: Man. I am serious. Here's the freak.
1: Holidays, Freak Nation. This is an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, 3 to 5.
2: Second hour of the Freaks. You want some personalities from the motorsports vein? Well, one of them's not necessarily a motorsports star, but he's one of the greatest names to ever throw a rod, literally, and a reel in a lake.
1: And himself.
2: (laughs) Yes. Angler, Bassmaster champion, Oh, James Worldwide Watson coming up in about 40 minutes in about, let's say, 12 minutes. Cynthia Gaultier, who she's mostly known, if there is such a phrase on this planet, for driving the Monster Mutt Monster, Monster Jam truck. Now she's going to be in the Lucas Stabilizer Monster Jam truck for the 2022 season. She ran in the Mint 400 this past weekend. She'll be joining us this hour, and we'll have some not much motorsports coming up. Whew. I'm just still jacked talking about Formula One last hour. It's just, <laughs> I love it.
1: Statman, this is such a departure from what we're used to with Kenny. I mean, how long is this going to last? I hope that it lasts through the offseason. Maybe. Okay, Kenny has refrained from watching... Oh, I, it just blanked Drive down. to Survive. Drive to Survive. He has refrained from watching Drive to Survive. Will you take this off-season, Kenny, to spend time with all the seasons of that show now? Just to, you know, it's further cer- invest yourself yeah, in the sport.
2: It's certainly in the Q, the Quay, the Quay, the Ku, the K, whatever we refer to it as in my things to watch uh, in my downtime, which is significantly zero. <laughs> but... it w- w- we talk about this seems to be every week. We talk about the popularity of drive to survive. It's like when my football friends come over to our parties, part of the conversation is about, you know, Team Red Bull or Mercedes or or uh, uh oh gosh. Um McLaren? No, not McLaren. The the, the character who's trying to act all Texan. For, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Ricardo. It just it, wow, it's just fun. It yeah. is fun to have these conversations with people that wouldn't know. F one between F U, up until now, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's greatness. <laughs> I mean, we got. We talked about this. We have friends of ours, kids that are. The friends are asking us for suggestions to get them, to give them for Formula One gifts.
3: Yeah. yeah. For, for for the holidays for Christmas? Christmas. Yes. Wow, that's wow. That's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess
3: that happens after you pay $8 billion dollars for something. You got to figure out how to get people to watch.
1: And they've done it.
2: And I'm sure there's math to this, but Formula One it it makes a mockery. I mean, it put back back into markers, and the amount of money that these teams pay to finish without a point continually, continuously, I just don't. That business model does not make any freaking sense. How they could I mean, when when you see a red car in Formula One. Ferrari, man, it's one of the top teams. They're going to be podium. Nope. Not
1: right now.
3: Well, you got to understand that there is more people, more people watch that race today than live in the United States. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's, you know, like almost half a billion people watch that race today. And uh, that if you could be on the car, have identification with that team.
2: That's worth the money, I guess. It's I mean, it's Team Red Bull, but Red Bull's not powering that damn thing. It's Honda and Mercedes. Yeah, you know, when you see when you
3: see anything from Team <laughs> Red Bull, you can see Honda. You know, it's not like they got a can of Red Bull on the side of the yeah. thing. They got a Honda on the thing. So uh, yeah, I think the worst of all is that the American team Haas, is, uh, mm-hmm. controlled by the Russians, Russian driver. And, uh, you know, they're at the back of the pack. And the, they are the laughing stock of F1.
2: Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, but it's look, it's given me, it's given me hope that I can get back on the formula. Cause when I saw formula one run for the very first time in Indianapolis, it's like, again, trying that to explain
1: 2004 ish,
2: a funny car. I saw that and I thought, I am hooked. Mm-hmm. And then the king of ass, Ralph Schumacher, just took took my Formula One legs right out from underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> Screw these guys.
1: But now you're back.
2: It's yeah, kind, kind of the most important. Love it. Love you're it. Uh, yeah. Coming up, we got Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. Cynthia Gaultier driving the Lucas Stabilizer Monster Jam Chuck. And professional angler, you don't want to miss him. James Worldwide Watson. But first, let's resume with some affiliates here in the Freak Nation.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: The Freaks. Bringing in more affiliates here in the Freak Nation. I don't care where you are. You can't escape us. We're on every audio app you can imagine. Odyssey. Tune in. SoundCloud, Apple, SiriusXM, radio affiliates across the country, and at speedfreaks.tv and at sportsbyline.com. This segment brought to our good friends at General Tire. Trees underneath the tire. No questions asked. Make sure they're General Tires. Your son, your daughter, your old man, your old lady, grab them a set of General Tires. For more information, check them out at generaltire.com. Crasher.
1: Three standing restarts, two red flags, several virtual safety cars. Title contender number one waving around title contender number two. Of course, a couple times because they hit in their first attempt. Race control mandating this and that because of bad behavior. Max Verstappen waved Lewis Hamilton around himself into the lead. I still can't believe that actually happened in a Formula One race. But after all of that, we now have a zeroed-out championship run with just one race to go in the season. The championship points are freaking tied tied 369.5 the last time any sort of a tie for the championship happened with one race to go was 1974 no one especially not netflix could have written or predicted anything like today's drama it was insane so are we all gonna like get together and party zoom style for the abu dhabi grand prix next weekend i say we do mimosas bloody mary's eggs omelets whatever next sunday baby Another drama-filled race took place this weekend, but there were some delaminated tires involved. Couldn't hold back Chase Mostart nor Lee Holdsworth, though, from their Bathurst 1000 victory. They were the fastest drivers from go all weekend. The COVID-delayed Mint 400 ran this weekend outside Las Vegas, where drivers from all over the racing landscape enjoyed taking part in the historic event like they do every year. Typically, it's in March, but this was a December running. No one can typically compete with the full-time off-roaders. And this year was much the same because winning the overall was multi-time short course champ Rob McCathrin and his son Caden McCathrin. Our girl Lucas Oil's monster trucker Cynthia Gautier, who you will hear from, she's coming up next, isn't she? She not only finished her debut event, but she scored eight in the UTV Pro NA class. Also, this past week was a loud noise in Nashville from the NASCAR ranks. Richard Petty sold a majority stake in Petty Racing to GMS Racing. Track house racing, you know, Pitbull's team, announced Nashville's own Tootsie's world famous Orchid Lounge to sponsor the two Bristols, the two Degas, the Daytona 500, and the Nashville weekend next weekend. Chase Elliott got himself yet another most popular driver award, but it was Ben Rhodes in the Truck Series, Daniel hemrick in Xfinity, and Kyle Larson in the Cup Series taking home the big old championship checks.
2: How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
5: Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50 pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327
6: 800-993-1327 That's 800-993-1327.
1: Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
3: It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil.
5: Call
6: U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720.
1: Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to a freaking encore edition of Speed
2: Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up in moments, as promised, driving the Lucas Stabilizer Monster Jam truck for 2022. Cynthia Gaultier will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. From the Lucas Oil Studios, check out their website at lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Cynthia Gaultier joining us here in the Freak Nation. No, 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 no.
1: I'm cutting you off. Get your French, Kenny. Gaultier.
2: Cynthia Gaultier (laughs) joining us here in the Freak Nation. Sorry about that. When Texans try and speak French, it might be like French, or with a French accent. It may be Cynthia. It may be like French people trying to speak Texan. Have you ever tried to talk Texan?
9: Uh, I try, but it doesn't sound good. Like y'all. <laughs> hey,
2: y'all. <laughs> I don't know, stat man. That sounds that sounds pretty righteous. A, a French woman saying y'all.
3: Yeah, she could she could talk to me all night long, and I wouldn't <laughs> worry about it at
4: all. <laughs>
2: Oh, Cynthia Gaultier joining us here in the Freak Nation. So many things to talk to you about, including uh, what you're going to be doing for 2022 with Lucas Oil Stabilizer, Monster Jam, Monster Truck. Well, let's get into this. Everything that I read, it was by happenstance that you got into Monster Trucks. and it, Did it all come from an injury when you were running big girl motocross? That's Is that how it all started?
9: Uh, I mean, it started... Probably my passion for motorsport really started with my dad. Uh, I used to spend so much time in the garage with him. He's a mechanic. And uh, he used to bring me to all kind of race uh, all around the world. And uh, I just fell in love with, you know, the powerful engine and the noise and the smell of burning fuel. So I started racing only at 18 years old with dirt bike. And, uh, yeah, with injury, I kind of changed sport. I start racing off-road buggies with the Torque Series, and uh, they say uh, everything's getting bigger, I feel like, but uh, I start working in a monster truck team, and uh, it's probably a year or two a driver.
2: That's always interesting to follow the career of someone, how they actually get into the business that puts food on the table. Were there aspirations early on in life about being a monster truck driver, or was it NASCAR? Was it to race with motocross what the hell was it cynthia
9: it's hard to tell because i feel like i went to all kind of race i mean the my favorite was a uh, tractor pool i used to love tractor pool but um i i feel like we went to monster truck when i was young but my favorite thing was definitely dirt bike uh we used to go to supercross every year with me and my dad um i just find out that uh, when you crash on a dirt bike, uh, it's usually pretty bad. I had two full surgery after a race. So uh, after five years of race, I kind of had to put motocross on the
1: side. Yeah, that can be a bit of a brutal sport indeed. Wait a minute, though. I have to go back to this tractor pulling thing. Because when you're talking tractor pulling, and you also just referenced... I think things keep getting bigger and bigger. I mean, you don't think things can get any bigger than a monster truck with the Lucas Oil stabilizer, but Lucas Oil is very involved with their pro pulling league, and you can actually do tractor pulling in a semi truck. So, yeah, there you go. There's your next step. I'm just giving it to you. Go talk to Lucas. Make it happen.
9: Uh, I like like the way you think.
1: (laughs) I mean, do you think you could see yourself doing that? I feel like
9: nothing like surprise me. I'm always looking oh, for a new challenge. This weekend I'm going to race a Mint 400 and it's been really something I wanted to do for so long. So, uh nothing can stop me when I want to do something or when I want to try a new challenge. Uh watch out because I'm hard to stop.
1: <laughs> well, how did this whole this whole thing with the Mint 400 come about? Was it you approaching somebody else or was it a team approaching you saying, Hey, we've seen what you've done on a buggy. Get in our truck or get in our buggy.
9: So it's a little bit of both. So on social media, racing is a small industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person that I love to talk to other racer and I love love to support other racer too. And uh we were always uh exchanging uh, some some racing, you know, passion. And uh he kind of asked me, he's like, would you be interested in maybe race the mid 400? And I was like, yeah, I wanted to do it for so long, but it's hard to get into it because I don't know anybody to really that really race uh, in my family. So uh, he was like, "Well, maybe we can make that happen." So that's when you know the exchange of the idea kind of started, and it was only like two months ago, so it was kind of like a last oh. minute deal. Wow.
3: <laughs> wow, Cynthia Gauthier, I read something in the research that fascinated me. It said that you're racing now in a Lucas Oil stabilizer truck, but you used to race in the Monster Mutt, and the Monster Mutt had uh, ability to wag its tail and to move its ears and the tongue to move in and out and so forth. I would assume that there were little buttons and switches in the cockpit that you (laughs) manipulated to make that happen. How did you do all of that? between yeah. racing and driving and flipping switches and and did somebody tell you to to move the ears or to move the tongue that was crazy how'd you do all that
9: so what's funny is the monster uh has been out there for way before i start racing so it was kind of cool for me to start with that monster gem truck but uh yeah so there's actually a little switch for the tongue but the the only <laughs> thing is you don't want to race with with the switch on because it will break the little engine so i forgot so many times broke the little tongue (laughs) so many times and the tail is on a little spring so as soon as you kind of start moving around, the tail was moving, um, and yeah, the here flop, as soon as you get a lot of big air, the here were flopping around, so the truck was really fun to drive around, but I'm definitely ready for a new challenge, and I think that stabilizer uh, is definitely a new challenge for me. It's I don't know if the vision's going to be good out of that, uh, you know, it's kind of like a big semi truck, so I don't know how the vision's going to be out of this truck, but it's definitely going to look cool.
3: Yeah, I was looking at the, the truck. It's beautiful. Yes. The truck is beautiful. It looks like a truck, but it looks so very yes. different than every other monster truck that's out there. It uh, is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, have you had a chance to test it? Is the vision bad? And when it starts flipping around, are you going to have the same control as the other guys do with the smaller bodies?
9: So as we speak right now, they're building the truck. So the truck is not done yet. So um, they're trying everything they can to make it happen. I know it's gonna happen in January, and I hope I can get to test the truck uh, before the season starts. Um, but it's uh, they're building right now the whole thing. Um, so it's it's brand new. Like the chassis is new. The, the you know the body is new. So uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a challenge for sure.
3: Wow, the chassis is new. I thought that they used the same chassis for all of them to make it easier to change the bodies. But you're saying there's going to be a special chassis for this truck.
9: So every chassis are pretty much the same. Um, the stabilizer, not a lot of people that know. It might be a little, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say it, but it's going to have a door. Uh, most Monster Jam truck doesn't have any door except gravedigger. So I'm going to be a lucky one that, Uh, I'm going to have a door. So the chassis is a little bit different and they definitely have to make it work. So the body fit on that chassis. So uh, it's a challenge for all the crew guy out there that uh, make it happen before January. But I think, uh, I think they, they can do it.
3: Yeah. I know we used to be, the Speed Freaks used to be very close with the uh, Feld Motorsports and the monster truck program. And I think Kenny and I got a chance to climb up into one once, and that was, it was unreal, first of all, to climb up inside of it, and secondly, you couldn't see anything. All you saw was, like, the engine in front of you. I said, how do they do this?
9: So the the funny thing is the first uh, Monster Jam truck I I got to drive was a chopped up Mercury Monster Mud Dalmatian. So uh, the windows were so small. So as soon as I would give a lot of gas, it would lift and I barely see in front of me. So uh, I was kind of happy when they changed the body. But uh, (laughs) it's definitely a challenge when you change from one truck to the other.
1: It's just going to be interesting to me to see a monster truck that looks like a semi-truck. It's going to be like a semi-truck flipping around at these events because people love your flips. So, it, I mean, that just seems odd to me, but it's going to be cool. Kids are going to go nuts.
9: I know, and I'm so excited, and it's funny because I find a picture that when I was a kid, I was actually in a, little a little toys of toy. semi truck. So it's kind of cool to see that happen because um, I always love uh, big trucks. And I used to go to drag racing uh, with my dad, of uh, big semi truck. So uh, it's definitely a dream come true for me. And it's cool because it's bringing back the history of Forrest Lucas, that was actually um, a truck driver. That's how he started. So I think it's cool to bring back the history of Lucas Oil.
1: And your history, your personal history. We need your hero cards to have a little picture of you with your your stacked up semi trucks when you were a kid. That is brilliant.
9: I know, and it's funny. I I find that picture. I showed my dad. I was like, it's crazy how life is sometimes.
1: Full circle, baby. Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of your dad, Cynthia Gaultier joining us here in the Freak Nation, driving the Lucas Oil Stabilizer Monster Jam Monster Truck for the 2022 season. Uh, here is a shot of you and your old man. <laughs> it's it's incredible the influence that our that our parents, specifically our dads had on the on not just you, but stat crash and me, our dad's had on our motorsports career. Do you what's the first memory you have of your old man dragging you out to some motorsports event?
9: Uh, I just remember my first big race. Uh, it was Unadilla. It was a huge motor, outdoor for motorquest race. I just remember it was such a big jump and I was so impressed and I was on the side of the gate and I was just watching the racer and I was like one day, one day I'll be a racer and you know, my dad we don't have anybody in our family that race and it's racing is not big in Canada so to make a living of racing is not something that you can tell your teacher (laughs) (laughs) it was something i dreamed but it took time and it took a lot of effort so not a lot of people but i'm actually a cpa i studied to be an accounting (laughs) so um you know it was something i dreamed but i knew i don't i didn't know how to get there so it took a lot of work and a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifice for sure (laughs)
1: But also, like you mentioned earlier, being in the garage with your dad and just that influence, that's what gets in your blood and that becomes your passion, and then that's what leads to where you are now. I mean, you you can tell you've got that never-give-up attitude, and it all comes from the passion that was instilled in you at such a young age.
9: But you know what's funny? It's its a little bit from my mom, too, because my oh. dad is a little bit old school. So my dad wanted me in the garage, but he did not want me to be a mechanic or he wanted to be, you know, he wanted his daughter to stay clean and to be a little princess. And, and it was just not me. I was kind of like the girl that I liked to play in the mud. And my mom was the one that was like, you need to fight for what you want and you need to be independent woman and, you know, work hard to get where you want to be. So it's a little bit of both that kind of like push me to be where I am right now.
3: Yeah. There was a quote that I saw and heard from you that you get bored real easy. Let's find out a little bit more about you. What what get, When you feel yourself getting bored, what do you start looking to do?
9: <laughs> I do so many things. I I, I love learning new uh, new stuff. Or so I'm actually a welder. I have a welding shop at home. When I do have a little bit of free time, I um, I love learning all kind of stuff with fabrication, and uh, I love to work with my hand. And I still do accounting when I do have some. Time. <laughs> uh, I sometimes I can spend probably a day a month in the office, but usually after a day, I kind of get over being in between four wall but I do so many things I think it's so hard when people are like what do you do for a living I'm like yeah I got like six million, million jobs
1: her social media account should be the welding cpa oh. <laughs> awesome
2: I like <laughs> that let me let me just back up just a second you still go into the office as a CPA you're a welder you're a rock star when it comes to monster trucks do I need to say, what the hell are you doing, going in, doing some CPA work and counting some numbers, <laughs> Cynthia? It,
9: it's so funny because some of my customers did not know that I was a racer. And, you know, I did all their paperwork. And after a little bit, they're like, is that you? Because I also have a TV show at home. Like, I, I'm a TV host. Uh, it's been five years, and I do that on my off time. So, um, yeah, my You're customers were awesome. <laughs> Not sure if they trust me with their business.
3: So wait, you really have customers, just not just accounting, where you're helping your 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 uh, somebody else. You run a business as an uh, an accountant.
9: So yeah, it's not uh, my business, but I have uh, my own customer that I do all their taxes uh, every three months. So <laughs> I um they they don't want to change. They like my work, so I try to do them when I have some. Off time.
2: Well, Cynthia, good luck in the Mint 400 and good luck in 2022 in the Lucas Oil Stabilizer Monster Jam Monster Truck.
9: Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully, I can come back and uh, oh, yeah. after I actually got to perform with the stabilizer and maybe uh, tell you a little bit more about it.
2: Be awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Cynthia.
9: Thank you. Sharing, man. Oh, no.
3: In my old age, I've suddenly become a fan of drivers, forgetting my lifelong professional commitment to objectivity in motorsport. I've been a longtime fan of Chris Dyson, the 2021 Trans Am champion, a title he won after a dominating year of seven wins in the season's first 10 races. I have considered Chris a friend after several years of personal texts, emails, and phone conversations. We've shared comments on people things, personal things, and political things. We've even shared a laugh, too, about our children. In his pre-Trans Am days, I drove from Los Angeles to the Bullring track in Ventura to see Chris race a midget car on dirt. Seemed an anomaly for an ALMS champion to race on a dirt track, but we both appreciated and enjoyed the effort. I'm super glad he won the Trans Am title this year after remembering how the Trans Am competitors treated Chris when he first showed up in 2017. Glad, too, he's coming back for another go at them next year. I'll be a fan then,
0: too. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: Thanks for catching up with the best of Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Man, there could be a better gift than some badass General Tires underneath the tree, right? Go to GeneralTire.com and you're welcome. I just took care of your shopping. Go to GeneralTire.com. Four big fat tires underneath the tree. Crash, you've heard me tell that story many, many times. How a buddy of mine, his brother, got a set of General Tires under the tree about... 40 years ago. I thought that was the coolest damn thing.
1: Did you walk in the house and smell
2: the rubber? No, I just saw pictures of it. Because that's
1: what I think is cool about getting a set of tires either delivered to your front door or getting them under the tree, wherever, is that smell. I love that smell. So, yes, you want that smell in your home.
0: Not, not much, much motorsports. Motorsport. Not much motorsports. Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, and much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. The the
1: douchebags. Blues. Not much motorsports.
2: <laughs> freaks. Not much motorsports. All right, Crasher, you got a story. We got about a good minute and a half. Let's get to it.
1: All right. Well, I think we've talked about the town in Italy, Emilia Romagna, that is paying you. I think you get paid about thirty five thousand dollars to move there. They're they're desperate for people to move to their town. The only thing is, I mean, you have to actually live there. You can't just buy a house and then just vacation there every once in a while. You have to live, permanently live there. You have to get a job in the area. It It's basically all about funding the economy. Well, you several have others- a shot.
3: You have to get a shot while you're there. <laughs>
1: Yes, your, your COVID shot has to be from one of their pharmacies. <laughs> but ever since we talked about that story, so many other cities around the world are now doing something similar, including I mean the entire state of Vermont, actually. Apparently, so many people have been moving out of the state of Vermont that the entire state of Vermont has a campaign to do something like that. There are places in Croatia doing it. The Shoals, Alabama. Well, OK, I kind of get that one. Ireland's doing it. Uh, Lincoln, Kansas. Savannah, Georgia. What? Yeah, some of these places are kind of shocking to me, paying you to move to these areas. But there's one in particular. See if this rings a bell, Statman. Newton, Iowa. Yeah,
3: Newton, Iowa. Yeah. they got a a great restaurant there. It's right down the street from Knoxville, where they run the World of Outlaws.
1: Okay, so motorheads need to pay attention, not just because... Newton, Iowa itself is the exact location of where Iowa Speedway is. It's 3333 Rusty Wallace Drive in Newton, Iowa. But it's just down the street from the Knoxville Nationals dirt track as well?
3: Yeah, right down the the
1: highway.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, so
1: motorsports fans listening right now, you buy a brand new home in the town of Newton that's worth at least $190,000. The town and the state will give you $10,000 cash along with a get to know Newton welcome package valued over
2: $2,500. You just let me know when what the going rate is next weekend for intercourse Pennsylvania. <laughs> let me know what a freaking townhome is. All Isn't right. Is that
1: the only one you want? That's the <laughs> only place you would actually move. Newton, Iowa for motorheads. You're that close to a dirt track and an asphalt track. That's almost gold, I would think, for motorheads listening to us right now. Move to Newton, get paid.
2: Don't you just want to walk through TSA and let them look at your driver's license and just walk into banks for the hell of it and just say, can I see your ID? Oh, Intercourse.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm from Intercourse. Mm-hmm. It's just down the street from Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. Boom. Yeah. His name,
2: speaking of, James
1: speaking of,
2: Worldwide what? Watson, one of the greatest personalities ever <laughs> to earn money fishing. Professional angler, Bassmaster champion. James Worldwide Watch and rolling on General Tires. He's next. Speed Freaks pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
1: Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works
5: now you can get generic viagra shipped to your door for about two dollars a pill get the same impact for less call Steelman pills now and get the same blue pill for about two dollars a pill call now for the 50 pill special and save even more plus get a free bonus 800-993-1327 800-993-1327
6: That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to
2: the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, Midget Car Action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Moto, Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV TV and MAV TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24 7, 365.
3: Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works.
1: General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: You're catching a best of Speed Freaks on this holiday weekend. Happy holidays. Freak
2: Nation, I can't say it enough, man. A great present under the tree. You're going to say thank you, Sergeant, for Tire's for General Tires underneath the tree. What tires do you need for that snappy ride in your garage? Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the righteous tire for your righteous ride. James Worldwide Watson makes his living at it selling real estate and fishing. It's a great story. He joined us earlier James Worldwide Watson here in the Freak Nation. Speaking of, James Worldwide, Watson, you've got Statman in Columbus. He's got mid-50s. We've got lower 80s. You've got 70s in Missouri. Of those three different temperatures, give me two answers here. Uh, What's the best of those three temperatures to fish for some bass, and what's your favorite temperature to fish in?
10: All right. I like Statman's temperature in the 50s. That's, That's what I like the most. I especially like the water temperature in the 50s and that's exactly what I got right here at table rock right 55 degree water.
3: Hmm. That's cold 55 degree water. You can cold, mix a cold. drink with that. You could. You could. You,
10: could. you could go uh Chunky Dunkin. That's what I do and polar Chunky Dunkin. Let's get a Chunky Dunkin. Instead of skinny dipping, I'm fat
3: Chunky <laughs> <It's> dunkin.
10: <it's- laughs> If you're dipping Or if you're fat like me, you go chunky dunking. Wow. Tell
1: me you're not a fan of those polar dips, though. Seriously,
10: only when my friends get drunk enough to go do it out here off off the the bank, uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Then I don't do it. I'm oh, not. Did you watch
5: big. your friends?
10: Absolutely, absolutely. I encourage them.
1: <laughs> of course, with probably double fisting, right? You'll stand on on the waterfront, and you'll sit there and go, you go, guys. I got your back.
10: Get it. You guys need to do this.
3: It's refreshing. All right. Here's an embarrassing question. James Worldwide Watson. Embarrassing question. you ever slipped and fell on your boat and gone into the water? Speaking of Chunky Duncan. Yes, I have. Let me tell you, maybe six, seven
10: years ago, Lake of the Ozarks, I'm fishing a tournament by myself. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's a normal temperature type of November going on. And I have caught my fifth fish of the day, which give me a decent limit of bass. Again, I'm fishing by myself. I've got my Gore-Tex top and bibs on. It's a relatively cool day. I inadvertently kick a couple of my rod and reels overboard while trying to land a fish. So real quick, like I go down, I go down on my knees and I reach out for these rods as the the tips are still out of water. And I go down and I reach real quick and I, the forward momentum just, I just slide right in head first.
3: You didn't have the, you didn't have the trolling motor on and the boat left you there and went off on its own? No,
10: because you take your foot off the trolling motor unless you hit the constant mm. button, which I don't very often. <laughs> I, I was off the trolling motor. Thank goodness my trolling motor was in the water because I'm in 25 foot of water. <laughs> if you guys have never been in heavily clothed mm. uh, situations, cold <laughs> water situations, Once you're waterlogged and you're already a chunky dunker like me, and you get waterlogged like I I did, you better be able to uh, walk out, which I couldn't
3: because it was 25 feet deep. Wait a minute. Now you're talking about walking on water. James Worldwide. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Worldwide. Champion bass fisherman who walks on water—is that how you win your trophy?
10: Well, hey, if that
3: was the case, that man, I'd have a
10: lot more trophies because I would pull that number out every damn time. I'd be like, "Boys, looking rough on me. I got an hour left. I better get to walking on water
0: again."
3: Just walk out there and grab two or three and throw them in the boat. All right? Yeah. Yeah, why not?
1: I'm a little disappointed though, because you just brought up that story and mentioned that you were by yourself. So you're telling us there's no video of that.
10: There is no video of oh, that. I was it. by myself and for a moment it was scary, but I grabbed the shaft of my trolling motor. I had to swim my way and pull my boat and hang to the boat trolling motor at the same time to get on the bank because oh. I was so waterlogged. Had I let go, there's no way I could have swam. I would have sunk to the bottom. I would have drowned. Wait a minute.
3: This is the all-time picture. Oh. Now get this, Freak Nation. Get this in your mind. You got a champion bass fisher in the water, grabs hold of the motor, and he's swimming in the water, pulling the motor and the boat to the shore, yeah. and waterlogged, and if he lets go of the thing, he's going down to 25 feet of water. Now, that's yeah. better than anything you're going to see on YouTube or family home videos or anything. Wow. And Statman wants me to die. <laughs> <laughs> Could have died, Statman. Or there would have been no- not, wait a minute. Not before we get a chance to, <laughs> to show you to the Freak Nation and and enjoy the championship effort of James
10: Worldwide Watson. Man, I'll tell you what, I walked away. Narrowly escaping death, as I have many times in my life. Other than oh, that, wait,
1: we might need to get to those stories, but I just want to let you know, Statman is a TV producer, so actually, or movie and TV, he's he's producing this as you're speaking. He's about ready to send a script to Will Ferrell, so we can do <laughs> the fishing version of Caddyshack, and this is going to be the opening scene.
10: That would that would be a blast, actually. Yeah. I, I I would enjoy that actually because. I've spent all my life acting like I know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> and now we need to put it on the screen.
10: That's right. That's right. Well, the funny thing was, there wasn't nobody around. And when I got to the bank and got up on the bank and pushed off and got back into my boat, guess what I had to do then? What? Derobe. <laughs> I had to disrobe myself <laughs> completely. <laughs> buck naked birthday suit because it was 40 degrees outside. Oh. So here I am. I always carry that time of year. I always carry an extra rain suit in the boat just in case something happens. Here I am. I grab my old army freaking, uh, the, the, the most raggedy ass rain suit that you could ever imagine like plastic, and I had to peel it apart and get in the these bottoms and then put this top on and still had a 30-minute boat ride back
3: to weigh my fish in. All right, now here's the bottom line. <laughs> James Worldwide Watson, here's the bottom line to yeah. the whole thing, the whole story. The P.S., did you win the, the competition?
10: Absolutely won the Derby that <laughs> that's day.
1: That, that's, yes! that's That was it. <laughs> That's Seriously, all that matters. While the
10: situations, I caught a five and a half pounder that morning to get my day started. And on that particular bank that I'm speaking about, I caught my fifth keeper. And then shortly after, that's what happened. And I'm like, I'm lucky I didn't die on top of it. I won the tournament and a couple thousand bucks.
3: So you went in the water and the fish went in the boat. Is that the
10: that, way to turn it down, It It worked out just perfectly. Just perfectly.
2: (laughs) Well, now that we're talking about Lake of the Ozarks, let's get into it. Uh, How true to form is Ozarks, the Netflix series, to what you know of that area, you being a Missourian? Good question.
10: There's a few scenes in Ozark, the show, which I love, by the way. There's a few scenes in there that I can pick out where they're at. The Tomahawk Inn, for example. Uh, I believe that's the name of Tomahawk Inn, is not very far from the Bangle Dam on the strip, uh, going towards the Bangle Dam and the strip. Also, there's a, a part where he is contemplating uh, jumping off a cliff. That too is near the toll bridge at Lake of the Ozarks. The rest of the scenes on water are not Lake of the Ozarks. I believe. They're in Buford, Georgia, on Lake Lanier.
1: Mm, I think I did read that.
10: I, be- I I believe it's Lake Lanier. If it's not Lake Lanier, it's one of the other lakes near Buford or uh, Atlanta.
2: But what about the trailer parks, man? When we were on the lake, you're right. We saw all those crazy freaking houses. We didn't see any of those gnarly, you know, double wides with doors missing and flames coming out of the backside. Where is that?
1: Like where Ruth They're- and her family live? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah,
10: where I fell in at <laughs> upstream from there, it gets a little more um, uh, less residential, <laughs> bigger pieces of property, dirt roads and some not so um, pricey places. We'll put it that way.
1: You're very politically correct in all saying this. I
10: don't, what, I don't know. I don't know who might be watching this shit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I watch everything I say nowadays. Everything. It's. I terrifying. know. You I said know. It a summer a while ago. I'm. Be surprised if this doesn't get canceled immediately once you post it.
3: James, I'm a big rally fan, and in Missouri they have a rally called the Hundred Acre Wood, named for. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, where Winnie the Pooh lives. And they have one stage they used to run there that went by five working stills. And they had to go, okay. the Wowie Master had to go on a Saturday and drink hooch with all these guys on these stills. Otherwise, oh, we had to. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, the guys who didn't know who these cars were coming down their road, and they'd start shooting at them on one Saturday night. So oh. you're telling me that that's what you see sometimes when you're out fishing. You see smoke oh. rising through the trees. And-
10: oh, I'm not totally close to ever seeing anything like that. Please <laughs> tell me where you're where you speak of, so I can go party.
3: <laughs> this is the headquarters of the rally is in uh, Rolla, Missouri. Is that oh. the- they that's, able, road, that's up by that's up by
10: Lake of the Ozarks.
3: Yeah, right, exactly. Yep. So yeah. there's some road. I forget the I forget the name of the road, but they have five working stills and they have 80-year-old men married to 19-year-old women. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I do there is hope for me being <laughs> a still guy. So
10: you're Please. saying I, I need to learn how to make my own whiskey. Yep. Get rid of my pavement. Get gravel out here, and then I, I can
3: attract women. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's, that's what they say. You know, I don't know. I when I was nineteen, I couldn't attract nineteen-year-old women. <laughs> so what do I know? No <laughs> I
10: bet you it's going on. old women <laughs> when you were nineteen.
1: <laughs> that's when you wanted thirty-year-old women, anyway. True, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Let's just let's let's just start at twenty-five, James. How about that, buddy? Let's uh, just start at twenty-five.
0: I don't
10: want right? to do it. <laughs> anything that young
2: away
1: <laughs> no It's nope. like i'm done just shoot
2: <laughs> just shoot me well you've you've been to some backwoods lakes in your time have you ever run across uh some questionable people that were cooking some hooch in the woods no
10: no but i do have a funny story about questionable people <laughs> <One thing. laughs> do tell do tell now one day, I, this, I swear to God, this is the funniest stuff. And I got witnesses because they were in front of me driving their boats. We were on our way to Kentucky Lake from here one day. And when you get almost into Kentucky, there's this very narrow bridge that you could ver- barely fit two toothpicks head on together and get across the Mississippi River and Ohio River. Got across that into Wycliffe or Whitecliff, Kentucky. And as we're coming into that little town off the off the river, I look over and I see a a 20-some-year-old woman with a her hand, she's got she's carrying what seems to be a baby, and in her other hand, she's walking along. This is out in their front yard in a not so popular area either. And the baby's in a diaper that's just damn near dragging the ground the diaper is. I'm pretty sure it's full. And as I'm passing by, she is holding a pet coon in her arms like a baby. Oh, so it's not a human baby. Oh, it's a freaking coon. It's a raccoon baby. I'm like. In a diaper. In a diaper. And I'm like, what in the hell? So two miles up the road, my buddies pull in just because we didn't have cell service to confirm that all three of us saw with our own eyes the bullshit we just saw.
3: <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh.
10: Yeah. <laughs> he oh. road? Uh,
1: Man, that's a wow That's yeah. <laughs> wow wow in a, a raccoon in a diaper i bet in we a, could try to google that right now yeah. we wouldn't even be able to find it yet yeah. you found it on the side of the yeah. road in kentucky as yeah. a girl from indiana nothing makes me happier to hear that about a kentucky person <laughs> i'm like well,
10: what why is this coon now of course it wasn't like a pampers or anything it was wrapped up in a homemade like diaper and i like, what okay. is what, what is really going on around here was was it a, a baby coon that just couldn't hold itself? Was it was it was it a coon that, that might have had the you know it's time of the month? I didn't know what was going on. Just, never forget it.
1: Okay, your name needs to change.
2: Uh-oh. Oh my gosh, what would it change to?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I was just thinking about that raccoon baby fan bi- diaper raccoon. All right, hold on. Yeah, let's get to, let's
2: get to the bottom of this, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's get to the bottom Uh-oh, of this. All what right, are you doing? so what the hell? Yeah, at, why? Uh, this is uh, Wycliffe, All right. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah, Wick, 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 Wicklife. Wickliffe, Wickliffe, Wickliffe. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is the city of Wickliffe is the site of a Mississippian culture village known only as. Wycliffe Mounds, the village was occupied from around eleven hundred to thirteen a d You've been Today doing is- this a while, James <laughs> <laughs> People. they didn't have dogs they had
10: pet
1: coons they had in diapers
10: in diapers. <laughs> they was part of the family.
2: photos that are safe for work. be sure to text me and we'll give you some run all right. from the from the lakes, all right
10: all right, sounds good
2: all right thanks. buddy, thanks for doing this, man.
10: All right, see you guys.
2: And as we've done for 21 years, Freak Nation, shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose.
0: Yep. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.